It's the Morning J Show. Then. Study group. The only thing missing at this point is bonafide chilling time with you. I can't stand the times when I'm alone at night and I feel your side of the bed and it's cold. I'm wide awake, I don't know the time because I'm too busy texting you on my phone. Since I You teleport to me. I want you to go. I need your body right here. Won't you teleport to me? I want you to go. Right here, right here. Won't you teleport to me? I want you to go. Right here, right here. Won't you teleport to me? Welcome to the Morning J Show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Morning J Show. It's your boy Bussy. I haven't seen you in a long time, guys. How you guys doing? How you guys been? I've been going through it, but I'm getting better. Uh, things in my life is getting better. I want to hear from you guys, some emails. I got some um, some great content for you tonight. Uh, it's been a long time. I haven't seen you guys in a 
mere couple of weeks since the last WWE pay-per-view, which was, uh, I believe it was Money in the Bank, I believe, the last pay-per-view that I, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. I took a, a little hiatus, pretty much, unexplained, unplanned hiatus. Uh, but I'm back now. Uh, we should be back on a semi-regular schedule soon. Uh, tonight we I just watched we just had an, another pay per view um which was uh the payback pay per view and um where was it at today I'm not sure oh that was in Philly that was in um Pittsburgh or Philly one of them it was in Philly today tonight um pay per view uh, the pay per view was great I enjoyed it um well we get into that a little bit later um how you guys been always on what's going on um a lot of news to talk about a lot of things to cover you know. Some entertainment news, some star news, there's some general news about my about what's going on with me on the financial work side, and a lot, a lot, a lot of things going on right now. The last time we was on, I was talking to we was was me and my friend Maisha, Mayana, I'm sorry, uh, from Tampa, Florida, and we was just having a good chit chat over the uh, over Zoom, and yeah, not Zoom, it was FaceTime, and you guys was pretty much listening to us yap, pretty much. It wasn't yapping, it was just you know talking about things, working. Living uh, trials and tribulations. Um, she may be on next week. Uh, I didn't call her this weekend to see how she was doing, so that's why she's not on the show today. Cause I didn't plan this show to even do the show. I forgot there was a WWE pay per view tonight, so I said, "Well, might as well just get a show done now, since it's a pay per view just just ended, and it's the one next week in Saudi Arabia, and I, I haven't been on since a couple weeks ago." So I said, like, "Ah." Might as well do one now because a lot of content build up and um, creative juices are flowing. A lot of stuff going on in the wrestling news, some bad news in wrestling. We'll get to that a little bit later, and that's what we're doing. Um, so let's see. I think last time we talked, we were talking about AMC charging extra for better seats. That, with of course, with people's ideas, meaning basically, uh, if you want to sit on the aisles and if you want to sit in the middle and you want to sit in the back you have to pay more for your tickets mind you they've been they've been doing like um five dollar tuesdays all summer long and now that they don't do it no more like i i should like go on movies i would go to the movies every tuesday instead of paying the regular price which is like 50 12 to 15 bucks depending on what time you go um and that was a it was a good it was a good still you can see a nice IMAX movie and a good old fiver for a good a good old six bucks and that was a good deal. But I don't think they're doing that more. I think they're doing it with now basically uh if you go be doing matinee uh before matinee, like the early hours, it's thirty percent off and when I go there it's still like eight to twelve bucks and I'm like, Well, this seems like regular price to me. I don't know what the deal is with this fake thirty percent off, but whatever. Um but yeah. Customers were saying, sir, if we pay enough for our tickets, we already get to choose our seats. So why are we paying extra to get a better seat? Is already you already built these things. Everything's already built. Why are you trying to build us out of more money? Like, what are you talking about? So with people's disdain and uh I guess hand reviews or uh the feedback from the audience or the merchant the patrons and they said so they nixed the idea, which is a smart move, I think. That was just doing too much. You just trying to get extra money out of people for no reason. Like what people do in America and capitalizing systems on all already, but that's just that was just too much. Like, what the fuck? Get on with it. Um, so 
couple weeks ago, this happened at the beginning of the summer. Um, it was a young lady who said she seen a baby on the highway. Talk about this last, last time I was on. And, you know, the FBI and everybody uh, allegedly, uh, you know, researched what happened and where she was. They pinned her phone and searched her phone and her browser history and all those things. And it's kind of has come out and said that basically she's lying or this this didn't happen. And and she was lying pretty much, and because she was like searching up like the movie Taken with Liam Neeson and all this stuff, and it was no baby, and uh, she disappeared out of nowhere. They said she, they one people say she was in a hotel near the highway through the woods or something like that, and one and somebody said, oh, how would she, why would she leave leave her wig, da da da, or or whatever. You know, it was people online and TikTok and everything, being detectives trying to figure it out, pull up the little, little highway camera and all that stuff. And, you know, but it turns out, allegedly, through the powers that be, they say that she was lying in her state, which is Mississippi, I believe. I could be totally wrong. I haven't looked up the story since it happened live in my life. Uh, I think she was living like Mississippi or some somewhere along those lines. Basically, one of they're basically charging her for pretty much wasting the cops this time, and it was just so crazy. I mean, when this first started happening, when I heard about the story, I was just so amazed at this black family. I was like, how did they get this much coverage? What's why is this story so special? And I'm like, I was just trying to applaud the, at the time to applaud the family for getting this story out there and this black lady missing la 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 and everybody's you know on it because you know we don't get that kind of coverage for our missing people at all and i was trying to figure out what is so special about this story i'm listening i was just saying oh the family must have got some great tiktokers in their family or whatever or the people just really captivated with this story because it was everywhere it was on the news it was on tiktok it was on twitter it was everywhere, and I was just like, dang, who's, who's his family? What's going on? But then I realized, oh, it's a baby involved in this story, so that's what's pushing the story along, not the black lady been missing. It was the fucking baby. Okay, cool. I mean, cool, but not cool, because like, I think everybody's story, everybody should get coverage. It's enough news time, enough hours in a goddamn day for every missing person that need to be, you know, newly missing person get their story coverage and be on the news and Twitter and have, have a, you know, a national outpour of support. Like, why be out of, oh, it's only because of this. It's only because of that. It's retarded. So that was very annoying. Uh, so, you know, everybody was so mad at this girl. That was just so, like, they couldn't, they was, it's like it was a live, like a live action Lifetime movie. Like, even she was going to not be found. She was missing, found out, found dead or something like that. They wanted the people, the audience, the public wanted a payoff from this story because they was invested in uh, retweeting and uh, resharing posts and all that stuff. And they wanted their just goods from this story. And I don't think they got what they wanted because she they, they think she lied. They think she, she they think she she lied. So or it was determined from the police that she lied and everybody was just everybody was just so mad at this black girl for lying. What the fuck? Or she was cheating on her boyfriend or what it was just it was they turned on her so quickly, which the public does. 
it's 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 astonishing. Like people are legitly so mad. Like I prayed for you and you didn't even need it. Like people are making reaction videos saying you a liar and da 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 da. And it's 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 it's. I'm just saying. When I heard first, of course, you got to use your grain of salt. When I first heard the story, I was like, oh, it's crazy. Hope they, hope they found her. I mean, it didn't push me no, neither here nor there. I, yeah, I said, oh, this is a crazy story. I hope they find her. And that was pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. She, she didn't. It wasn't. I wasn't engulfed into the story. Like, I didn't donate no money and blah, 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 stuff like that. Like, I'm a smart person. Cause, you know, you got to wait for this. You know, wait a couple of times. Hey, wait a little bit to see what's going on with the story. You know what I'm saying? Even if me be, I probably wouldn't donate no money anyway. So I'm just still. People really be in these stories, in these in these storylines, and they really think this is a fucking TV, a movie, a TV show. This is real life, and they were just there. They, people are like really upset about this lady. Like they now wish death upon this lady for lying, wasting their time and their prayers and their TikTok retos, reposts and all this stuff. I'm like, why are y'all so upset? Like, who did she just need a break in life? What did she had a mental break now? She just wanted to go. Maybe she wanted to go kill herself in the woods. What if she just wanted to go take a breather and she didn't know how to do it? And her family called and she just made up this whole yeah. Like give people some grace and like I was telling people about it was a similar story like this a couple years ago with a white lady, and she didn't once she was found or or whatever she was missing too. She didn't tell her story or what had happened for years later. When the lady was found, she was walking home, or whatever happened, how she got found, people wanted the story. What happened? What's going on? Give us the details. Like, they weren't, they didn't even give up either. Not say something was happening. What if she never told us? Like, it's just people just be doing too much. Like, they just gotta calm, people gotta calm down. They be, um, they be having anxiety. They gotta calm down. And, like I said, I'm not mad either way about the story. I'm glad she was found and she didn't, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not mad that she lied. If she lied, and all this, who knows? That's still not, it's ever been determined. I mean, it's been determined according to the police, but she still got a court case and everything. So I'm not mad at her, and it, I'm cool either way. You know what I'm saying? She, I'm glad she's found and she's safe and everything. And if nothing happens, she just needed to get away, or she was having a mental breakdown. Okay, cool. That's 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 you know, I'm very sympathetic, so I'm not gonna. You should do this. No, I don't care about that. Oh, my phone just fell. Piece of garbage. Anyway, um, so <laughs> Meek Mill deactivated his Twitter a couple weeks ago, and according to some shade, uh, <laughs> some shade, um, Twitter, aka X. User was saying basically they was fooling. They've been fooling around for years from this uh, gay guy, and he has receipts and all this and all that. And he so Meek Mills allegedly activated his Twitter slash X account. I'm like, are you shocked? You've seen stars at these little parties where they have to do certain things and act a certain way to continue with their success or the allowance to have success and money and access to different uh, levels of things in America or in the world. You gotta pay the price. You gotta pay the piper. You gotta pay the piper. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, it doesn't change my fact I like some of his songs and his music and everything. I mean I'm like I'm not saying cause you went to jail you're gonna be yeah, but either way, nothing surprises nothing surprises me. So when I 
Like, you know, I said, oh, he, you know, yeah, oh, oh he, like, yeah, he, I don't, it doesn't surprise me. So when the story came out, I'm like, okay, cool. I don't care. Cool. That's, be yourself. Live a life. Who cares? Yeah, I don't think people deserve every aspect of your life. If you, because you're a star or you make music or you're in a different tax bracket and in the public's eye, they don't still deserve to know everything about you. Like, have some kind of normalcy in your life. And if that's one of your things, that's one of your things. Who gives a fuck? Like, I don't care what nothing. It don't shock me. I don't care. And he has not, it's been at least a couple of weeks. He has not explained it in his Twitter account slash X account. is still uh, deactivated at this point. Maybe he's going to wait for it to die down and goes away and then he's going to reappear. Who knows? I don't know. But Nicki Minaj always said this from like his envy. Like everybody out there, you know, all the guys out there pretty much, you think it's like bona fide straight are actually gay, which is fine. Uh, I think, I mean, you can do whatever you make you comfortable. Come out saying as a muse. It was a country star. I don't have his name with me right now. Where his songs was pulled from um, Apple Tune, Apple Music, and everything. He got he basically he got banned. He got quote unquote uh, what's the word? What's the word? Not docs. He got fake quote unquote canceled for a good two three weeks because his they accused his song as a racial song. Basically, he, his song is about. I don't remember the artist's name. This happened a couple of weeks ago. The dude, I don't have the dude's name in front of me. I'm sorry. But this happened a couple of weeks ago, too. But he had a song about being in a small town, doing what what you do in a small town, blah, 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 blah. And, and it's, in the video of the song, he had, like, the flag and everything. And basically, people took it as a racial song, saying basically in a small town, you know, what we're going to do, how they're going to act, blah, 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 blah. And his they put up his lyrics and banned his song. I'm like, who makes these ultimate decisions? Like, cause is it because a group of people cry about something, so they get people stuff banned because they thinks it's interpreted a certain way? Like, I don't get it. Like, country all the time. Like, and your story is your story. What you was going through, what you been going through, what you been going through. Uh, how you tell the story? How you tell the story? Um, I had the video somewhere. Um. We don't need to hit the video. It's been weeks ago, so it's fine. Um, it didn't mean racist to me, um, if I remember correctly. And either way, you know, you just I gotta live my life. I don't got time. Like I don't like it's funny. It's funny as shit. So I know black people ain't complaining about this fucking video, and he got and he got fake canceled for a good little bit and came back. It must be white people been overly whatever, overly correcting, and they got this shit canceled, and then. Is back because we don't have that much power. We have power, unbeknownst power, for certain things, and I don't think this is one of them. They get a song, they quote unquote banned or canceled, uh, artists canceled for a period of time, and then you know they say, oh, let it die down, and then give it a couple of weeks, and they come back, and like he's not gonna care anymore. Which just tends to how the people does. They somebody get canceled, they go away for about a month, and come back like nothing happened. Like um. Uh, Morgan uh, Wallace, like, you know, he got canceled because he said the N-word. He was being recorded from afar. He was getting to a car or out of a car. He was drunk. And, yeah, like I said, he didn't, like, everything has context. Context, okay? He didn't say it maliciously. He was just saying it. And, you know what I'm saying? I don't care about that. Like, people, it's funny. People will, certain people will fight more to say the word than to defend the people the word is about for they more 
um rights and laws for us. You know what I'm saying? Like we still don't have a crime bill for ourselves for us. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy as shit. All these killings of it's, I'm not gonna get into it, but but people will fight more just for them to say certain people to say this certain word versus them fighting these the group of people for getting more liberties and rights. Crazy how shit works out, right? Um, like I said, I think the the fake cancel culture is not it's a fake thing. And they just put things on pause and say, Ah, right, you're gonna go in a month hiatus or my tour's gonna go on pause for a month and come back. Because people don't really care long termly. Everything is short term. No one cares long termly. Like it's 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 baffling to me. Like I mean I don't think nobody should be canceled. Like I don't care. Like like you said a joke ten years ago, fifteen years ago, and now they're gonna re listen to it now and say Oh, that's not funny no more now. No, bitch. I said it 10 or 15 years ago. You can't hold me for something I did 10 or 15 years ago. Mind if I can, it's okay. It happened then. It was good for that time period of, the, of then, bitch. Like, what are you talking about? That's how people do. I'm offended. Who's offended? I'm offended by the retarded, the R word. Like, if a, a person who's slow is going to really be offended by retarded, some of my people are. Yes, I'm sure. But all this, oh yeah, cancel like these people on Big Brother. It's a live show that's on TV weekly. They're pretty much just like the real world, but they're being recorded. Same thing about the real world. It's a different version of the real world. Mine is a child, similar to the real world, pretty much. And they like, but you can watch them when it's not on TV, like on a website, like all day long. And the guy, one guy, he said the N word. He was white. They trying to kick him off the show, or he did something racist or homophobic. I don't know. And then another guy said the R word. I'm like, y'all need to stop. Y'all don't care that much. You can't. A, per, a normal person wouldn't care this much about all this bullshit. You care to a, a certain degree. But the country who says and have done some crazy shit doesn't care about all this fake bullshit. It's like little mommies and t- little kids telling their mom, 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 he keep hitting me. I don't care that much. Stop it. Y'all actors. So I don't know if they're going to kick the second guy off this show because he said the R word. The R word. The R word. Stop it. We're, uh, babies. We live in a country full of babies. But also, Morgan Wallace, because he was on the topic with this other guy who got canceled about his music. Morgan Wallace was canceled earlier this year slash last year for, for saying the N word in his own time, in his private time, because he's been recorded by a fan from afar or something like that. He recently just sold out two baseball stadium, uh, two baseball stadiums, pretty much two nights in a row. Um, like I said, when I read that story, is cancel culture real? You know what I'm saying? Is is it real? Is it just a thing for like a pause? It's not real, because if that's the case, his the fans that quote unquote left or quote unquote complained or quote unquote pulled their from their sponsorships, he wouldn't. Not saying he still like wouldn't or would sell out the stadium. Like, did they leave? Did these complainers online complainers? Like, what? What are we doing? I don't think cancel culture is real. I think it's a fad, and I think it's a bit. And it's like, oh, put this on pause. Let's get them scared and, and apologize. Right? That's what I think it is. I think it make people fake scared, so they can fake apologize for shit. They think they got off by the balls. Like, this is dumb. Like, I would. Almost probably never. If I was in a public light and I did something, I would probably almost never really apologize unless I have a, like a whole big staff of people that I employ and they're they're like under my tutelage and 
and kind of keep the job safe more than mine. But I'm like my own, if I'm just my own, like an artist or a regular personality, and I'm just my own entity myself, and I don't have all these other people's jobs to hold it in my hands with myself, no, I won't apologize because, like, no, for what? At the end of the day, they just want, they don't want anything from you. They just want you to be in trouble and apologize for stupid things. Like, no. And then when people do apologize, you know it's fucking fake. You know it's from the publicist. Like, y'all, what did y'all win at the end of the day? Do y'all even know? You don't even know. You don't even know. Um. So, watching this, uh, the Washington Commanders, a.k.a. The Washington Redskins has their owner has sold their team for like six billion dollars. I don't think that I don't think that team was worth that much, but I'm glad that Dan Snyder is gone. I don't really watch football. I only do it to be around men and be around people just to be say uh not just to say to be around, but I like to be around everybody pretty much. So I will do certain things. I'm I I could do I could do anything. I've got some beer, drinks, smoke. Food, I'm there. I'm good for the good camaraderie. I, I'm there, like the UFC, wrestling, all that stuff. I love to be around. I love to be around a group of people, and so you know, I know a little bit about football and basketball and hockey. Just to be around the water cooler, if you will. Um, so Dan Snyder, who's been a bad, bad owner for many and many years, people been wanting him to leave or get fired for a long time even after the scandal with the cheerleaders and front all the people in the front office and all this stuff even when he had to uh, step down as the, uh, the owner and his wife had to step up because he was just doing he was just and he was just too dirty you know what i'm saying and so i'm like just give the team away i'm not giving away fire this man like like they were trying to say they're trying to look at his books and say he was still hiding money from the other 31 owners because I guess you have to split certain revenue with all the other teams and I'm like they didn't still didn't fire this man I'm like what do you who did this nigga got to do kill somebody you got to fire this nigga like what, the, what are we doing here but he finally gave in um sold the team for six billion and now like this group of people own the Washington commanders aka the Redskins Aka the Washington football team. Um, one guy is Mac, uh, Max Johnson and two other black people, and it's good. The town is happy. Um, they won a couple of pregames already. Um, they just put out a statement about putting money into the uh, RFK, uh the FedEx field, like you know, better restaurants, upkeep, maintenance, signage. Um. Like fourteen billion they go about to put into um FedEx field. So I'm guessing they're not gonna move back to DC no time soon. For uh, I thought they were gonna go back and go come back to the city and redo or rebuild or, or yeah, RK, RK Stadium and go from and be that will be the new home of the Commanders. Have everything back into the city, but I don't think that's happening. Or it's not happening anytime soon because they're. But I'm like, damn, they putting fourteen billion inside the FedEx field. That's some crazy ass shit. I'm like, who's paying for that taxes? Who's who's paying for all this? Like, what the fuck? The state? Like, what's who's paying for this? Is it all on the commander's till? I don't know. But that's a good idea because you know they had a couple of run-ins. That uh, the stadium, the stadium's old, it's run down, poorly upkept. 
I think the last couple of games, the rails broke and uh, and the fans fell on the away teams, uh, dugout and dugout. But the little entryway and out of the field and couple of years a couple of years ago somebody uh, it was a pipe that burst and all the little sewage from that uh toilets was coming on people's seats and it was just a lot they do need to up, uh upgrade the stadium because it could do it can use a little polish so people have been wondering are they going to change back the team back to residents or the Washington football club i for one um team i for one enjoyed wft I love that team name. I liked it. It was fresh. It was new. I don't really like the Commanders, but you know, I'm not a big fan, so we have a big ass opinion about it. But I would like for them to return back to the Washington Football Club or team. I enjoyed that team, that team name, but I don't know if they're going to go back and change the name again. But I imagine if I just bought something for six billion dollars, I would love to name it something that I want to name it. Like I don't want to keep it the old guy's name. So in due time, we'll see. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to have the fans involved like they was the last time. Because last time, they gave the list of potential names for um, their fans to vote on. And I think Commanders was on that list. And they didn't go with them. It was like Red Devils, Commanders, mother, like military base, like capital names. So who knows which each is on. Uh, I think that I want to really upset their fans too much. Um, I think they probably must probably just keep it as commanders and get on with it. But only time will tell. So we'll see. So we're going to table that topic for a later date. So we're still going through the summer of craziness. Summer went by so fast. Like, summer went by so fast. I didn't even do anything. I haven't even gone anywhere. But I plan to have some couple of mini trips over the next couple of weeks into the, into, into the new year. Because I'm not, I really didn't do shit this summer which is kind of uh, distressing i didn't go hang out with the kids that much this summer because i had no car i wasn't working so i couldn't do shit i was really like stagnant like but i'm getting back up there i'm, I'm climbing that motherfucking ladder i'm getting back and i had to keep myself positive because if i was going to break out if i was going to break and i'm like the strong person around around like in a circle i couldn't break i mean i don't need to break because you, you just by now as the age of 36 your last is is good and bad days, good and bad days, and you know it just it's a revolved it's a revolving door. You want to get some shit out of life, and that was my time to get some shit. So, last you guys heard, I'm still waiting on my decision for my Honda car from the dealer to see if they're gonna pay to fix it or they're gonna say fuck you. I'm not fixing your car. You didn't upkeep it enough for us. Like I've been, I went to their shop to get an oil change. We every other oil change that I needed. Like, because I drove so much every day to work. I drove, like, probably, like, 50, 50 to 100 miles a day. Not 100 miles, because that's crazy. I think I probably drove 40 miles a day just going to work and back every day. Um, And so I think, I so I had a lot of oil changes that I had to get. Um, and I, you know, my old boss at my old, at that particular job, actually, he told me it's like at least every, you know, a couple of times in the, in the year, go to get your oil change at the dealership so that they tell you everything that's wrong with your car. And so you could get it done somewhere else for cheap, but they will tell you everything you need to do 
that's wrong with your car that you need to get fixed and you just want to get it done for cheap. And people made it seem like it costs so much money to get your car looked at at the uh, dealership. Like they were so price gouging you uh, over your car getting service at the dealership. I said, it's not, it's almost the same price. I'm just getting it for oil change. It's almost the same price as going to Jiffy Loop. I'm like, where's this price gouging people been talking about? Don't go get nothing done at the oil, at the uh, dealership. They're going to double, double, double charge you. No, I think I probably spent 65, 70 bucks for my oil change at the dealership. Anything less than 100, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know what people talk about, but I've had a good experience so far getting my things, at least oil change done at the dealership. It wasn't costly to me. Um, So I'm still waiting on their decision. Hopefully they're giving me some good news soon so they could get this done so I can get on with my life and get things back in order. Um, so last we left, we talked about this, uh, I was working at training for the security job, um, at the Pentagon where I have a, you know, I have a gun and everything, you know, a plea, a security guard and everything. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't shoot, I didn't qualify for shooting. And so I couldn't, the job didn't pick me up. I thought we was going to, uh. I thought that was going to let us reshoot again because magic, if you only shot once in your life, this is the first time you're shooting guns and shit, why why can't we practice some more to shoot guns some more for us to get onto this contract, right? I was very surprised that they said, oh, I got an email the next day talking about, oh, we're going to we're going to terminate you. Or is it because I didn't go get my um my training, I had to go get my physical at this place up there by Bethesda, and I just said, fuck that shit. I said, yeah, I didn't go. I'm going to reschedule it. And it's like, yeah, you're not, you're not, we're not fucking with you. You're done. So either I didn't get fired, I got fired because I didn't go to that physical, or it's because they was going to fire everybody anyway. And that was, it is what it was. But they didn't, they didn't, they didn't keep me on. I don't know. I don't have nobody's phone number in that class, so I wouldn't know. But they, I did pass a qualify for my, uh, for my shooting for, um, my DCJS for Virginia to be armed at my job. So I just got to uh, practice some more all of, over the years, over the years before my son, before my thing get uh, expired again. I think it's every two years, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, or was every year. I think it's every year, to be honest. So I'm glad I did that because that was one of my things on my list that I wanted to accomplish like a year or two ago. And I'm glad I did it this year. So And it's funny. It's very funny. Um, even when you think you're stagnant and you're not doing anything, you're still doing a little bit of things and things are still working out because I had to stay positive. I had to stay positive. And I'm glad that I did because there's no point of me being stressed if it's something you can't change. Like, I mean, you're trying to change it, but, you know, you can't just – Sitting on wondering about what's weather could have should have weather. So, um, oh, indeed, you know, indeed been hit or miss lately. And I found it was just a job I kept seeing, I kept coming across, and I kept applying to it, but it was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't hitting. And basically, it's for alarm monitoring. And then, you know, it was saying, oh, you're going to work these many days, these many days, it's pay. You know, I had us in my head, I have a certain pay that I want to get paid. So I could uh, live comfortably as as such. Um, it turns out the job I applied for, indeed, um, it was for the, it ended up being for the Pentagon, right? 
So this new program at the Pentagon where they have a contract contractors in this uh, MCD is their alarm monitoring company, and they made a program to get alarm monitors and work to a secondary contractor to come and pull it into the Pentagon. And I'm like, oh, this is, you know, so I got into this. I started doing it. It started on August 1st, and now everything is getting done. The paperwork is done. I'm pretty much about to start working on September 11th. Um, so that's good. Um, and I like it. It's basically, it's basically I'm a telecommunications specialist, pretty much. Basically, people call into the park for, you know, emergencies. Oh, my car got towed, or I'm having a medical emergency, da, da, da. Instead of me, instead of me being an officer going to the danger or going to the situations or finding out what's going on or being on a man sitting on post, you know, first insight, first to respond, like I used to be an officer, I'm in the booth, in the sock, I mean in the park, taking the phone calls, watching the cameras, you know, addressing the alarm and stuff, you know, making phone calls and everything. And I so you know I always told myself I want a job, but I'm in a you know I'm in a uh, temperature controlled environment. I'm sitting down. I'm doing pretty much nothing. Not nothing, but I want to be not so close to the fire. I don't want to be a plebe anymore. I don't want to be a guy that's running towards the danger if I don't have to. You know what I'm saying? I will, but I don't want to keep doing that anymore. I want to be doing some behind the scenes like you know work like that or or HR or stuff like that. So. That's done. That got done. I passed my test. I, I, it's funny thing. I failed my test the first time I took it. I took it the first on on a, on a Friday, and I got like a seventy six. And I was just so confused what was going on. And I was thinking like it was like a twelve page test online, a uh, computer test, and I just I, I just flubbed or something. And I got like a seventy six. And I'm like. If I gotta, and I know, I know the work. I know what I'm doing. I know what's happening. I just couldn't pass that test. That I took it once, so I took it the next day. I got a retest, and then it's got. It's like it was like three different sections on the test. It's the subsystems, which is three of them, and then the main system and some other secondary questions. Twelve pages of questions. Um, and I took it to the second test. I took the retest of the stuff that I failed on the first test. And now, you know, I, I pretty much aced it after the fact. So I'm like, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I got through with that because, you know, these jobs, you get all these tests and everything for you. It determines your employment. And so that's one hurdle that I jumped and I passed. So I'm I'm good with that job. And I've been, it's funny, since I started this job at um, MCD slash uh, Syncor, they talking to me about, you know, if you got this clearance, you can do this, you can do that. You got this, you can do that. You know, I'm not a bad guy. I'm just an opportunist. And, you know, I heard things that I like to hear. You know, like you could do this, you could travel, blah, blah, blah. I'm ready. If you want me to jump shift, I'm going to ask the question. Like, how, what's, like, I kept asking them, what is the end game for this program? Are y'all going to hire us full time? Are you going to hire us to MCD? You're going to hire us to, at the Pentagon? Like, What's the end game here? Like, who's want to get paid to be a contractor if you're already doing all the work as if you was being paid through OPM or the Pentagon, the government, directly in the government? So, you know, I've been asking, them, that's, I'm, I'm just, that's kind of guy I am. What's the end game here? Can I jump ship? Like, what's the, what's the haps? Like, I was talking to a guy who worked at the Pentagon, 
at the same place I'm doing. I I still don't know what I don't know what they get paid, but I'm it gotta be more than what we're getting paid because we're a contractor. So I'm just going by contacts clues. It gotta be more than what I'm getting paid because they're actually doing more work than I'm doing, pretty much. It's not because we're just doing alarms. That's pretty much it. But of course, as you're working, you're gonna be doing everything overall as a contractor. So um they were telling me that they have they're they're in need of 17 people they just brought in like 10 so there's still some people short so i'm like what's the end game here like why can't you let us work for the pentagon full time after like x amount of months like what's that's what i want to do i'm not i don't want to we keep working through Contractors uh, and to with the company doing the same shit. Like, I want to be working directly with the government and getting my government status and getting my pension and all that stuff. I want that's what I want. Like I said, I told my cousin earlier this today. Like, dang, I think at I think I can stop here. You know how you keep looking and see where you, what's, what's your next plan is, what you're gonna do. I'm just listening, listening and looking and reading what is my next plan. Is what I want to do. I think I want to do uh, HR. HR stuff, like, you know, paperwork and onboard and all this and all that, you know, paperwork, stuff like that. Where you can work from, at the office or work from home, you know, always get done and you're not really shackled to the office, quote unquote. So I think I'm going to go through that and see what's that all about. I think I would like to do that too. Um, So, so overall, I feel like this is going to be a good fit for me. Like I like the people that I, I like the people I'm working with. I like the people I've met so far in the park. I think this is going to be a great, great transition for me. Um. So, so since the summer start, we've been having a SAG, a SAG, and what's that company name? AG and SAG. These two companies of the actor industry. It's called the SAG. The SAG, basically, if you when you make it to the SAG, you worked enough or made enough money to be in a, like, in a, like, basically like a union, if you will. And they've been on strike all summer long. This is not the first time they've been on strike. They've been on strike a couple years ago, back in, like, during the pandemic, and a few years before that. Never in our history that mm. both unions, for the actors, TV and movies have been on, uh, on strike at the same time. The actors and the uh, SAG, I think it's two different uh, companies. So that means no new shows can be made. You can't, the people, the actors can't um, promote their upcoming movies or anything like that or is even even coming out, even though they're done. And some people who own like Disney and all these other big companies are saying they're going to wait to run out so the people, the writers and the actors to run out of money and so they don't have to pay them their fair share. The writers are not getting their fair share. Or like if you have a streaming, like you have a TV show on Netflix and that's like, okay, let's say, all right, an old show that came on, it used to be on USA Network. It came on for like six years. Um, six years, maybe like, eight seasons uh and it's streaming on netflix and they says that the show suits is making enough have enough eyes on it is where they're getting so much revenue or eyes on this show they think about bringing it back another show making another show and and they have the not a data that says 
X amount of hours since I watched this show over the past couple of weeks or a month. And it's number one on their platform. I'm like, so why can't the actors in this show get paid for, like, if they were purchasing the show? They're watching the entire season multiple times, back and back to back. Why can't they get paid, compensated for people watching their show? Same way when they want to hire Dave Chappelle to do a comedy show, he gets paid X amount of money to do, to film, produce, write, and air a comedy show. Now, I'm sure he gets paid a lot of money on the front end from doing this, a set of number of shows for Netflix, but do he get paid some other revenue after the fact? Like, why are they acting like they can't measure who's watching these programs on these streaming services? Pay them what they do. Like, you get bonuses all year you have enough money to pay these people what they're worth do you know what i'm saying and it's just a shame like if people are getting fucked all over the all over the world we don't like back in my day when i was in school they were saying oh you were 80 hours make forty thousand dollars a year you're gonna be golden that's not the world we live in no more forty thousand dollars ain't shit if you put them add the math up and how much you get uncle sam that ain't shit like even thirty dollars an hour almost is not it's something, but it's almost ain't nothing. Like if you still you got two jobs, you still gotta have a side job at you got two full time jobs and you still need to work at Amazon just to have some money in your pockets, that's crazy. That's too much. That's too thin. Maybe for maybe trying to go get some tickets for a game or some stuff for the or some money saved up for the for a rainy day or something like that, or car repairs or something like that. But continuously working three jobs, that's to- you're never home. You're never in the house you're paying for it at home. Like, you're still in survival mode pretty much. And people don't want to live in survival mode all their life till they die. That's just fucking sad and torturous. But people want what they what they do, like... When I go to my interviews, you know, they ask you, what do you want to think you want? Like, I remember this guy, I used to work at uh, CVS, like, back in, like, 20, 20, uh, 2007 or some shit. I don't know. It was overnight, so I was stocking, and, you know, I was hired to be a stalker. So you, you got paid to be a stalker, uh, uh, overnight stalker, uh, stock the shelves. And he was, uh, he asked me what I want to get paid, and I was like, you know, I had a number in my head, and then I didn't want to, like, lose the job by overshooting my shot and drew said don't worry about what you what you think the right answer is going to be tell them how much you want to get paid and uh you know so i told him i said oh i want to get paid like oh maybe like um twelve thousand hours something yeah like you know what i'm saying and he matched me he said yeah i can pay twelve thousand an hour uh i think he was going with the he was trying to he had a ballpark you know figure and I'm asking them, what's the fucking, what's the, what's the figure? What's the, you know, oh, 10 and 13, 10 and 15? Like, what's, what's the position for? But he said, ask for what you want. And right about the, everything's later. I said, all right, so I asked what I wanted. I think I wanted like 12. I think he gave me like 10 or something like that. I don't remember. 13? I don't remember. But that always stuck with me currently to always ask for what you're worth. Get paid for what you're worth for your time. So, you know, one of my interviews, I, I, I tell them what I expect. Like, right, right now, I got a, a top-ticket clearance with a 
SEI, and I recently just passed my little test. So I'm looking to make a good, a pretty good penny. I'm like, so I got all this stuff, and they say, oh, you need to get the other tests to get to get the big money or whatever it's gonna be. I got all that shit now. I want the fucking money. Where's the fucking money? Give me the fucking money. That's what I want. You know what I'm saying? To be comfortable in my, you know, life. You know, in my in my latter years. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be, have to be prepared for where there's nothing else on TV. A couple years ago, during the pandemic, it was like they kept playing like live stage stuff, like with Jamie Foxx and other actors, and they was just you know acting like oh it was like um all the family in the Jeffersons and stuff, and they just remade it with some updated characters and everything. And it was cool for the time because during the pandemic, it was nothing on TV and it was on strike. And we going to another strike, and I just don't understand why these people can't get paid with comfortable. Like you're not breaking the bank, you're a production studio. Fucking, how much money do y'all fucking need? It's crazy as shit. And another news, um, I know the uh, rapper G Herbo. He's a, he's a cute guy. He's facing twenty years in jail for wire fraud and some embezzlement, some other nonsense. I'm trying to figure out why do these stars get to where they are and still do dumb shit? What do you need to do that for? You're uh, you're a star. You're a rapper. What are you doing this stuff for? Like, I don't get it. Like, these people just do the dumbest things and, just, and they're stars. They have, they're in that upper echelon of money and I don't think they're doing illegal things. It's just not worth it. You already made it. Like, what's the fuck? I don't get it. But he's facing 20 years in jail. I think he's going to cop a plea for about 10 to 15. Mind you, nigga got two kids and shit. Like, what the fuck? It's not worth it. Like, that's like when I did um a month, a payday loan, like a Tidemax loan for my car to pay a couple of bills. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I did the loan. And I, and of course, I paid back more than what I, what I borrowed. And at the end of the day, I paid a couple of bills. And it didn't matter because I had to pay now even though I paid a couple of bills, the bills come every month. And I still had another bill had another bill added to the bills I already had to pay to pay back that money I borrowed from them. And it basically wasn't worth it. Me putting up my car for a title max, it wasn't worth it for paying those bills. It just cause they're gonna come every month anyway. Like clockwork. It wasn't important. Um So we at the halfway point. I'm gonna take a quick break. We're right back with our sponsors. We're gonna talk about um, wrestling, the WWE sad news, and an interaction with a friend that had a mental breakdown last week. So we're right back. Stay tuned. Morning J Show. Hey, this is Matt Bussy from the Morning J Show. Listen, you can send us your questions, comments, and queries on Twitter at the Morning J Show, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and you can uh, hit us on our website at www.podpage.com slash Morning J Show. You can send us questions, audio, voicemails. We got you. We're here to help you with your mental health and comedy and stories of entertainment purposes we got you 
So hit us up. It's Morning J Show. Hey, it's the Morning J Show. We're back. We're back and better than ever. This is the second part of the show. We're about to talk about the goings on in the WWE and uh, and my uh, friend having a mental breakdown the other day to the WWE with some sad news in the WWE. Sadly, we lost a good wrestler and good person, Barry Wyatt. He died at 36 last week. He had apparently, allegedly, he had a heart attack in his sleep. So good thing he wasn't in that much pain. Uh, apparently, he has been wearing a kind of a device to help him because he had, a, a, I guess, heart problems because of the COVID. That was a issue from the past that came back to haunt him. And sadly, we lost him last week at 36. He had probably like four kids, an ex-wife and a new wife, JoJo, a former ring announcer from the WWE. So that was a very, very shocking news that we got last week from the WWE from uh, the Twitter of Triple H. Also last week, we lost a good legend, a WWE Hall of Famer, Terry Funk, he passed away at, I think it was 76, if I'm not mistaken. So those two deaths on the same day really shocked the world the of wrestling all, all over. And it was very, 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 very sad and tumultuous because was, he was gearing up for his return. He was hearing the dirt sheets saying he was coming back. And we were just waiting for him, his appearance. And it sadly will not happen now. Um... Over the past week and a half, the WWE have did tributes to him on all the shows. Um, Firefly is a good video package about it. You can see it on it on the WWE's um, YouTube page of the 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 Bay Ride Bray Ride uh, tribute and the Terry Funk tribute. Very good videos. The, uh, it's very very sad. Um, a lot of people, uh, a lot of uh, videos online of the stars. Sharing their thoughts about Bray Wyatt and how he was behind the scenes as a person, all those things, and it's, it's he was one of my favorites. I liked him. I liked him as her Husky Harris. I liked him as Bray Wyatt, and I enjoyed him as the uh, what's his other free, uh, the another character name he, when he had the mask on, the creepy mask, and the Funhouse. All his characters was entertaining to me. It was fresh. It was different. And I'm sadly we won't be able to see the closing conclusions of all this, all his of his storyline of his of his characters and what they meant and everything. Um, the last two times we've seen Bray Wyatt, uh, the last time we seen him in the ring, he got the nod from the Undertaker. Um, and one of the other last times that we seen uh, Bray Wyatt in the ring live was when he pretty much did like a. Not a promo. It was basically him, uh, Wyndham, his birth name. He was gave a speech about, you know, falling down, coming back, uh, cherishing the moments. He was basically thinking the fans pretty much. But after he came back the last time, and that was very heartfelt. And they, you could tell he was getting choked up in the in his words on that little SmackDown promo slash real promo. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss him. Uh, now a lot of people was a big fan of his. He like the Wyatt family was their, it was their DX. They they were a staple. It was scary. It was unknown. It was we didn't know what was going on. Like 
And it's crazy that we lost Bray Wyatt this uh, last couple last week, and we lost um, Luke Harper like a year or two ago. And it's just it's a tragedy. I'm glad it wasn't due to like you know drugs and 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 and, and, and pills and stuff like that and steroids. I'm glad it was not like some scandal for the wrestling world. Or, but I'm still sad that these people are are going so young and healthy. It's it's, it's crazy. Like I don't understand. Um. So you know, every day is not promised to us, and we know that that's one thing we show. We know we're gonna be born, we're gonna die. So that's very very sad. Um. I'm probably gonna get like a very Wyatt family like portrait picture somewhere, and I'm I'm definitely gonna hang it up on my wall in the near future. Uh, I got just got to search or uh, something like that. And it's crazy to see uh, the, the closing conclusion of Raw this past week. And uh, um, Becky Lynch was having the match with uh, Trish Stratus. And she, uh, the man, Becky Lynch, she kind of broke character and started crying about uh, Bray Wyatt. And it was noticeable as a closing conclusion of the, sh- of the show. And it's just very, very, very sad. With people you know, like personally, like it's crazy. That somebody you work with for years and help you along the ways, and you won't be able to see them no more. It's 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 it's, it's crazy. Like, and this past week, I went to my friend's mom's funeral. Um, you know, you got to do those kind of things for your friends and people you, you know and been around. I've been around her for a number of years. She's given up, given us a lot of uh, cookouts and everything all over the years. She's a very nice woman. Her mom unfortunately passed away. Uh, this around uh, August fifteenth. And, you know, I gave her a couple of words of wisdom that I could share. And, I, of course, I attended her funeral. And that was her only, uh, my friend, she's the only child. So that was, I'm sure it's definitely very hard to plan an entire funeral for somebody. And you're the only person, you know, doing it. So she really killed it. She set it up. It was a nice service. The family was really small. It was nice. They didn't have a repass, which, you know, what you need no more. It's kind of crazy. It's funny because, like, my mom gave me a card, got me a card to give her. Because, uh, you know, back in the day, they used to give out a lot of cards. You know, you give them some money or thing, give them a card. And I didn't have time to go to the uh, the ATM machine. So I just pretty much cash after the $40. But it's crazy that no one gives out cards anymore, or at least, yeah, no one did at this particular funeral. And I was like, when am I going to give you this card? I don't know. And um, I just gave it to her in the end, pretty much. So. That's very sad, and um, hopefully she's she's doing well. I'll check check up on her a little bit this week. Cause that's next week. See how she's doing. You know, um, I'm very caring in that in a, in that kind of way, so that's no shock to me. Um, what else? All right, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back and forth. I'm gonna after I'm gonna talk about my friend who had a mental breakdown last week. Talk about his actions and his support. So his support and then I'm going to jump back into wrestling one more time, and then we'll wrap this up and get out of here. I got you. Um, so my friend, he's working at McDonald's back back in, back in 2007, I think it was. Not seven. All right, 2010. 2010. And he was a manager at McDonald's back in the day. And so he's been having a hard – we all been having a hard time, you know, as we getting older, you know, having jobs, losing jobs, losing family members. You know, life is not easy. And he was basically, he was on the same boat as me, where he hasn't been working in a long time. He lost his car, lost money, and his place and everything. Because, you know, we 
we live, we all live paycheck to paycheck, paycheck. And so you lose your job and you probably lose everything in about two months. And it's, everything goes like this. You don't own anything, it all gets taken away from you. And so he was having a really, really hard time. And so, you know, he was hitting me up on Facebook, uh, Facebook Messenger. And he is crazy that he, I mean, he, I mean, I'm cool. You need some, uh, no, words of wisdom or anything, or talking to you off the ledge. I'm here for anybody. I don't, you know, I don't even have to know you that much to, you know, just talk to you. You know, I'm good with that. I talk to you. I'm a good listener. I'm a great talker too. So that's me. Uh, see, it's crazy though. Like, you know how people try to control you a little bit. So the dude, you know, I was, you know, telling them, you know, you know, it get better. You know, you gotta be positive. You know, shit like that. Same thing I was going through too. And you know he needed me to pump him up and shit. So give him something like, or like basically he was saying he wanted me to say, like he's cute or whatever or handsome and he's good looking and shit. And I want to ask his D. And I said, uh, no, nigga, that's not what I do. Like I've never said that to you in public or in person. So I'm not gonna say that to you when you're, you know, at your at your at your, at your lowest. You know, you need that kind of. I can't give you that kind of. Uh, Validation. I don't care. I mean, I care, but I don't care that much. Like I never, you know, because people, like I said, he was on Facebook Messenger, so you know, I had, I would have had to type that shit, and you know, that's like a record. And like I never told him that day in my life. You know, I know, you know, you know, what I'm saying I don't tell people that kind of stuff, like for fake or for real, if I don't feel that way. And so that you, he was on this, you know, having this little pity party. I wasn't gonna do it. Like I, I had to tell him, like, yeah, no, I, I've never said that to you in public or in person or felt that way. So I'm not gonna really. I mean, you handsome, sure. There you go. But I'm not gonna tell you. I want to ask your D or your great and shit. Like, I'm like people really be trying, to, even though you um, I'm trying to help them and everything. They try and like low key try to control people a little bit. Like he was already like he was like, I can't get nobody to tell me that. I said, nigga, you can tell it to yourself. Tell it to yourself. Like why you need somebody to tell you that shit? Like nigga, get the fuck on with it. But uh, yeah. So long story short, I never got, into, I never really told him, you know, I want to SSD or like, dumb shit. Or like, I wasn't doing it. I told him, I'm not doing that shit. Nigga. I'm not typing that shit out here like that. So you could screenshot or whatever. And that's not even the point about screenshotting it. It's just that I don't feel that way about that guy and personally or or whatever. So I wouldn't say that to him, even though he's down and needed some uh, pep and validation. I just wasn't going to do it. I think it was kind of perturbed that I didn't, but I, I I couldn't do it, so it don't matter to me. Um, but the story, the conversation was good, you know, help him, you know, I was telling him he got to pretty much started moving. Like, he was, I'm like, go get a job somewhere. What are you doing? Like, you can't keep sitting there. Nothing's going to get done. You're just sitting around doing nothing. Like, even when I was unemployed, I was still, I had a little side jobs and shit at Amazon and worked at this place called Sitemetric and everything. And yeah, like I couldn't, but I, I lost a lot more. But I kept sitting down the street, you know what I'm saying? You know, I had a little last options thing, like going to pest control, going to McDonald's if I really, 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 really needed to. But you know, I was really trying to hold out for something that I wanted, wanted to work in a particular field or industry. And um, I'm just like, you gotta start from the bottom again. Go back, you know, go be a security guard and work your way up and real quick and. Keep jumping, 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 and get to the better places and better spots and shit, and network and yeah. And the dude talk about, oh, I can't do that. If I had a wife and kid, and I could do that, but I just can't do that. I'm like, so you're comfortable just living on your mom's couch? You're slacking away, and you're not gonna fix the problem because you're not gonna fix. You're not gonna fix it for yourself. So you had other people in your boat. You'll fix it for them because they're in your boat. 
but you won't fix it for yourself. Make it make sense. I don't get it, but okay, cool. Like, so why are you complaining about it if you're not going to fix it for yourself? Like, what are we doing? I don't know. People are weird sometimes, but I understand what he was saying somewhat, but uh, I don't understand why you're just going to say stagnant in one spot and keep complaining about where you're at if you're not going to change or try to change and do something better. That's just me. And, um, but so I helped my I helped my I helped my with that and that was a highlight of my week. Um, I think I did a good job with that. Um, he really really was appreciative that I you know I was texting him like for at least two hours on Messenger and I was really like not in, I'm not saying I was not engaging or engaging, but I legitly helped him and. I stood in the phone with the nigga for at least two hours. Even though, you know, I had my own shit to, go, go to be doing, but, you know, people need help, you know. You'd be upset if somebody was reaching out for help and you didn't. You wasn't able to help them when you was unable to help them they did something crazy that night. You never know what people are going through, so, you know, shit crazy. So, cool. So, at the wedding, I mean, at the front row I went to this past Thursday, um, my friend's husband was telling me that, um... He was he been having also troubles in the job uh, field and everything, and he was asking me how am I doing. I was just like, ah, I can't complain. I shouldn't complain. I, I, you know, I don't think I need to complain because it could be worse. You know what I'm saying? And he was telling me about his battles with working and what's going on at his job, and basically he was basically was saying that he want to talk about his job or talk about it or whatever because he's you know, pretty much boiling over the brim of you know, going crazy. So yeah, we could do that shit. So I told him like next week we could just, uh we could do that and see what happens. And you know, what I'm saying we could talk, talk about it either online or we could do it in person. We could do it on Zoom. We could do whatever. I'm going to try to record it if it's just me and a couple other fellas or that's or just me and him personally. I'm not sure, but if it's an open thing, I think I'm going to record it for the podcast because I think it'd be great for people with mental health and everything. And I think it'd be is serve purpose for good people it, yeah shit, i'm sorry it'll serve a good purpose for everybody involved if i'm allowed to public uh post it to a public forum and i think it helped a lot of people so i'm going to try to do that back to wwe tonight it was a wwe pay-per-view called backplay uh payback called backflash i'm an idiot it was in pittsburgh pennsylvania i believe or philly i'm not sure it was in, it was in, it was in pennsylvania the state of pennsylvania i left for a fact so you know the last couple of weeks they've been um playing up playing up the um disbandment of the judgment day and um and you know I don't want them to break up. I love the judgment day and the way it is. I'm I'm a fearing they're gonna try to add JD McCumming. I can't remember his name. But the JD guy to the judgment day because he's been followers uh been been Finn Bowler's real life friend for the past 15, 20 years. And I don't want the judgment day to add new people or take nobody away. I like it just, just, just exactly the way it is. But I'm here for the storyline. So whatever it does, I'm, I'm down with it. So tonight at uh, the pay per view, it was um, Damian Priest and Finn Bowler versus the tag, the WB Tracking Champions, uh, Sami Zayn and. Uh, Kevin Owens. And sadly, it was a great match. It was blood. It was tears. It was sweat. It was, a, I think it was a hardcore match. I'm not even sure. But uh, sadly, uh, KO and Sami Zayn didn't win. 
because of the interference of uh, Dirty Dom and Rhea Ripley and uh, JD McCumming. JD, I'm just call him JD. Um, they end up winning the tag titles. So now the Judgment Day holds the tag titles, the women's title, and the NXT North American Championship title. So they all got gold and uh, and the Money in the Bank briefcase. Uh, so that's good for them. I enjoyed that win. I'm not sure where they're going with this because I thought next week after next, next week's on the 8th, I thought they were going to Saudi Arabia and KO and Sami Zayn was supposed to be defending their titles against the uh, Muhammad's new team. But cards subject to change. Maybe they're going to flip the titles back over on Raw. Who knows? We got a week to see. So, But again, I enjoy seeing the Judgment Day having all the gold or all of them have a gold and I'm, I'm down for it. And it's currently a feud right now with The Miz and LA Knight, and I love both of those guys. And so, this seeing them interacting with each other, and them and LA Knight is not being flubbed by the Miz. I, I love it, and I encourage it, and I like it going on. Uh, they had a match, and it was refereed by John Cena. LA Knight won, and I think LA Knight uh, is giving the to- not giving the torch or passing the torch, but I think him and Cena may have a program with each other coming soon, or at least because at least it was in the mic. In the rain together in the mic was with each other. That was kind of cool. And I'm, en- I'm enjoying this uh, Shinsuke Nakamura hill run with him and uh, Seth Rollins. That had they put on a great match too. Um, of course, uh, um, Sam uh, Seth Rollins won his match and retained his title and whatever. But I'm I'm really enjoying this uh, Shinsuke Nakamura run. Like it's it's cool. I like his I like his I like his heel run right now. It's it's giving me goosebumps right now. And the um the tribal chief um the bloodline storyline is kind of fizzled down a little bit for me. I haven't even been, I haven't even been paying attention to it on SmackDown recently. So I'm not sure what's going on with them. I know they're separating the two from two different two different shows, which is probably good. And they're gonna probably revisit it later this year. So right now, WWE is all is running, still running half of me. I love it. I'm still running. It's running half of me, and they're pushing everything across all three of their shows: WWE, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT with the Judgment Day to keep them all, pump them up, from all good ratings. In other news, um, the AEW side they had a show in London last week, and it was a it was a good turnout. About eighty one thousand people was in attendance great uh ticket sales allegedly um so unfortunately it was a fight backstage between uh cm punk and jungle boy aka luke perry and luke perry was in home that evening after his match and uh according to the church the dirt sheets they was fighting in a gorilla position in the gorilla room and they like monitors was been pushed over and uh, apparently uh Tony was frightened for his life or frightened about the situation. So they end up firing Singapore Punk a week later in Chicago on TV. Like, legitly fired him from the company. Like, legit. News reporting and everything. So I'm guessing was Triple H right about Singapore Punk being toxic? Unless he's on the top of the mountain? Or he's just toxic in general? I don't know. But now people are speculating that he may show up 
at the, the, the WWE Survivor Series pay-per-view, which is in November in Chicago. That's good writing if that's what's happening. Who knows? Who knows? We don't know. We don't know. But I'm, I'm just waiting to see like everybody else. I really want to know what's going on and what is um, what is CM Punk's thoughts about being released from AEW, which is always the plan in general. Who knows? Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Who knows? But it seems like those promos from 2010 with Triple H and CM Punk is more and more coming true on Triple H's side and to, to fruition. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. WWE is going strong right now. Soldier Boy Bukes, I'm about to get out of here. I'm about to um wrap this up. Um, remember, tell your your family, your friends, your loved ones that you love them. Check on your friends. Check on your friends. Even the ones you that's all the stronger friends. Even your strongest, strongest, strong friends. Check on them. Check on your people. Check in out every once in a while. Hopefully next week I have my honor on again from uh, Florida. That'd be great. What's going on with her? And we'll see you next week. It's Mona J Show. Bye. Yeah, sure.